Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie, and we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. At maximum mediocrity, people say things like, I don't dress like this on a regular basis. This isn't my, you know, pooping uniform. This is not <laughs> <laughs> And they also say things like, the, the nurses are usually either angels of mercy or whores. Every episode is a new experience where you get to know people that aren't famous, but should be. Why did my f- facing Floyd Mayweather in the f- what? My co-host Morgan and I track down the people you didn't know you needed to hear from. It's like hot sex in a mug. We are the Maximum Mediocrity Podcast, and we are on all major podcasting platforms. We'll be waiting for you. Hey, do you have an idea for a podcast but don't know where to start? Or do you have an already existing podcast that you want to take to the next level? Well, check out WeKnowPodcasting.com. From concept development to theme music to editing to logos, WeKnowPodcasting.com is a one-stop shop for all things pod. Don't hesitate to hit us up. We're very nice. episode of horror movie night this week we're talking about butcher baker candle no nightmare maker uh as picked by kyle we'll get into the whole saga of me trying to watch this fucking movie yesterday but first i want to know about Kyle, why'd you uh, why'd you pick this movie? Well, so this movie had eluded me for a long time. It eluded me for an entire <laughs> evening. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I only so I I knew it by title, and I knew it by maybe like some Fangoria advertisement in like for the for the DVD when the DVD came out, right? But I did not know its content. So I heard a couple people speak highly of it. And I saw on Turner Classic Movies one night when I had TCM that it was going to air at like 2 a.m. And they always throw in some like really weird or hard to find shit on Turner Classic sometimes, like in that in that late night slot. So I recorded it. I watched it. And I was just like, what the fuck? is this movie (laughs) it was wild and then you know and then i finally it came on and off of a streaming service one time or no i'm sorry i kept the recording uh like on dvr to show people and i I watched it like two or three times that summer maybe and that was a couple years ago now but then i i upped and i got the blu-ray when they released it uh code red released it 
and I'm so glad to have watched it with with y'all and for this show because man, it it just keeps on giving. It's so yeah. wild. So here is my situation trying to watch this movie. So it was free on Shutter. Perfect. I've got Shutter. Not a problem. <laughs> I'm currently doing this really dumb thing where I'm dog sitting for two different houses at the exact same time, which means that I'll wake up at one house, let the dogs out, feed them, hang out for a half hour, drive to the next house, let those dogs out, feed them, hang out with them for a couple hours, then bounce back. Like every three hours I was bouncing between houses until bedtime. But in the middle there, I was like, all right, let me run to my house where I know that I have Shutter downloaded and I'll watch this movie real quick because it's only a 90 minute movie. Sit down on the couch, turn on Shutter, and it like wants me to log in. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'll use the password that I use on everything. <laughs> Doesn't accept the password. Try like two or three backup passwords that I have locked in my brain. None of them were working. So I'm like, fuck, all right, forgot password. Go to do the forgot password change, and it keeps saying, you don't have a user. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? I definitely have a user. I've been paying for said user forever. So I'm like, all right, I can't spend all day trying to solve this problem. Is it available anywhere else? I'm like, a lot of Shutter stuff's on Tubi. Maybe it's on Tubi. Not on Tubi. Available on Amazon Prime. I said, fucking, I'm going to bite the bullet. I'll spend the $4 to rent this movie and I hit play and I'm like man this looks real modern for a 1983 movie when the movie starts playing they didn't send me the right movie I rented Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker it sent me a movie that I love after midnight but not the movie that I needed to watch at that time like the new like the most recent after midnight yeah, like, like, from um, like Jeremy years Gardner ago. yeah <laughs> love that movie it's a great movie yeah I don't know why I paid four dollars for it but I, I kept trying to refresh I'm like this has to work I'm trying to find an email address where I can contact Amazon Prime about their mistake. Not that they're going to respond to me at 10 p.m. on a Friday and be like, oops, our bad. Here's the movie that you need. <laughs> so then I'm like, can I download this? Every time I try to click a file on, on Pirate Bay, it's like, nope, you don't have permission to download this bad boy. So I don't know what's going on with my computer. But now I can't use Pirate Bay on my laptop. Oh my I'm like, God. now, Kyle, you don't know about this. A former friend who I have not spoken to in years at one point led, lent me two giant binders of DVDs that are just some of the trashiest horror that I've ever seen. So then I'm like, maybe the disc is in here. So I'm going through these binders. Nope, disc isn't in there. But I did find a DVD for Mosquito in there. So <laughs> sweet. Yes, <laughs> that's still a win. You needed something. There's like bullshit in there, like don't eat the grass, but like not Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker. Like, are you fucking kidding me? So I'm getting like frustrated. And I'm like, now I'm like texting the group. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck to do. Like, I'm like becoming panicked. Scott's like, it should be on shutter. So then I try to use my bedroom TV. I, I tried the basement TV, couldn't get in, tried the upstairs living room TV, go into the bedroom. Lo the bedroom wants me to log in as well, won't accept my password. But finally is like, you can use this code. So I, I finally get logged on to Shutter on my laptop, which I wasn't able to do earlier when I was trying to reset the password. Get logged in, put in the code. Now I go to search, none of my search works. I type in the letter N, and the only title that shows up is Slaughterhouse, which you might notice doesn't Does have a letter N anywhere in its title. I'm like, this is what? fucking insane. So it's got to be a shutter problem. Like, it must have been a shutter problem. Shutter had to have something. crashed somewhere. So I literally had to Holy scroll fuck. through the entire list of movies trying to find it on my TV 
because God forbid Shutter puts their shit in alphabetical order. It's just chaos. It's chaos. So I finally find it, and I had lag issues the whole movie. So no. it was like five minutes of movie, pause for a couple seconds so I can catch up with the rest of the movie. So it took me almost two and a half hours full time to find movie and situate myself to watch movie. Oh. That being said... This movie was a blast. That was a long-winded <laughs> yeah, really way <laughs> to say that I had a good time watching this. I'm glad that you still like were able to enjoy it despite all that. I don't know if like you know the I, bar kept getting raised, Kyle. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, this thing <laughs> better worried. be fucking good for this. Worried. But within the very the very opening scene, I was like, okay, this was worth it. Like, which maybe I missed something. I feel like that opening scene has very little to do with the rest of the movie beyond just a shocking way to kickstart the film. But. Like, kinda. Because, like, <laughs> like, it really, like, the important, like, the importance of having that scene in the beginning did not necessarily feel that important to, like, how they tried to tie it together at the end. Like, I understand, like, why they needed that uh, parent death scene, but then the twist that they tried to add, I was like, I don't, I don't need the twist. Like she's just a crazy person. Yeah. <laughs> like Susan Tyrell in this is fucking batshit crazy insane. Like uh, unreal performance, <laughs> unreal performance from her. She's out of control in her honor and in the honor of this movie. I'm drinking a glass of milk. Uh, oh, perfect. <laughs> Carly so only put be going a little back to sleep as soon as we're done. Yeah, apparently. yeah. Carly only put a little bit of something special in there for me. <laughs> Uh, no, she didn't. <laughs> this is this is just whole milk that I stole from my Ew, son who whole didn't milk. finish it. Okay, you are yeah, fucked up. What are you up. doing, man? I am. I give me the thinnest, almost water milk I can drink. <laughs> okay, guys, <laughs> give me that skim milk, baby. Me and Hunter yeah. are trying to bulk up. Okay? Listen, just drink some creamer next time. Uh, so <laughs> Butcher Baker, stomach ache maker. <laughs> Which, can we talk about how this has got to be one of the worst titles? Terrible the, title. And the other title sucks, too. Yeah, the other title actually sucks worse. Yeah. Like, Night Warning is awful. My um, my my friend and, and filmmaking partner, Bill, he does this podcast called Outside the Cinema, and they've done this movie accidentally two more times than they... And, you know, they intended to do it once, and then they didn't realize that the title was different and then they watched it and they're like halfway through they're like oh we've seen this one and then they did it again years later i'm like just forgetting terrible titles i like that it's called butcher baker nightmare maker but it's a mouthful and uh obviously i mean it wasn't easy to find even uh even not alphabetical so sorry <laughs> sorry Matt. but um bad name bad name you know i yeah, not the best. before we get too far though that parent death is like really graphic Mm-hmm. There's yeah. this one shot that that I I went back and watched about three times where the the log goes through the the driver's side of the windshield and the dummy that they had for the 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 man behind the wheel it's the its head literally disintegrates. I was really yeah. impressed with, <laughs> with the yeah. work that they did on that. That was prop. one that I went back on a few times too. Like it's and I, I it's not comparable to the omens decapitation scene, but it's in the same way that I went back and watched <laughs> yeah. it numerous times to see every like bit of how it happened. I felt similarly with this one. That was like the one of the first uh, first ones I did after that. You know, I do want to ask you guys since we're on this topic, and I don't know when we'll get on this topic again. But I'm sure we've all had things that we've done, like, the frame-by-frame frame watching of to try to, like, crack the code of. Yeah. Um, were there any other ones? Because I know two 
of mine that I like absolutely sat there and was in like, this I movie? want. No, just in general, <laughs> like in your childhood, like when you're like becoming obsessed with with like practical effects, mm. um, both good or bad. Because the two big ones was I watched, and this one's a fucking nightmare from start to finish. If you do, is uh, the Large Marge sequence. Yep. If you watch that frame by frame, like. Every single shot of that is just horrifying because the very first shot is a very dead-eyed claymation yeah. face oh, yeah. just mm. staring at the camera. And then on the opposite end, uh, Jaws the Revenge, when the shark <laughs> blows up, it's such a – it is the shittiest model mm. you'll ever see in your life. So if you, you if you want a good laugh, go frame for frame of like – it's a shot of a giant prosthetic shark with a, a ship – bow poking into it for uh, one frame and then the very next frame is like Hunter made a dino- <laughs> made a shark out of clay and a toy boat and then it's that from a different angle and mm. then the next one is just it exploded <laughs> like they, that's like just movie, that's movie magic man yeah, that's like, fucking yeah. movie magic I'm, I'm sure after the week you know stop this podcast i'll figure it out but uh the one that the immediate one that comes to mind is just going through every bit of the werewolf transformation in american werewolf you know what i mean and then actually i think there is another part of american werewolf when the nazi werewolves come in and i think there was i don't know if there was like a head explosion or some sort of something some effect that happened during that one that i was really fascinated by um but those are the first those are that's the one that comes to mind immediately for me I mean, I, I don't. Just, I didn't have any that I watched like special effects wise to try and understand what they did. But I'll tell you that that green Twi'lek slave girl dancer in um, Jabba's palace in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Um, I definitely frame by framed that a lot mm-hmm. when I was about thirteen. Yeah. Oh, so, I can't yeah. imagine why. I wrote down a note that I thought was a joke note at the time, and then I watched more of the movie. But the second note that I have written down just says, they're making me think that this aunt wants to fuck this kid. (laughs) 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 Yeah. And I thought that it was just a bad performance thing. And then the movie kept going. I was like, oh. Oh no, that's okay. actual. That's true. That's <laughs> yeah. that is the actual cold hard truth. You know, I the first the moment I knew that she was a fucking psycho was when it was immediately after when they're like fourteen years later and they show her sleeping next to a lit candle. <laughs> she was asleep yeah. next to a lit candle. And I was like, Which, okay. And then so she I came know, out of her nightgown with socks on. She was wearing man, a nightgown with maniac. socks. What a maniac, dude. I just want to point out also, she's sitting next to a candlestick. The only word removed from the actual thing, <laughs> Butcher Baker Candlestick Maker. <laughs> like, it's just such a sleazy movie. It, it is it very is. sleazy. It is the sleaziest movie made in like 1980 that didn't. And so glossy get, get, though too. Well, the like, thing is, is that this is like, it feels like as sleazy as Basket Case. It's just not in New York City. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. I. But it's also like one of those things where, I mean, there's a lot of double features that came to my mind while watching this. Like there is a lot of films that have that level of sleaze Mm -hmm. but it's kind of one of those things where it's i like i don't know who this movie is for and i was kind of blown away by how much dialogue there is about about this film because of like you know we talk about 
Freddy's Revenge. We even talk sometimes about like Lost Boys having like a little bit of gay subtext, and there's not even there's not even sub subtext. This, this is, is just text. straight up. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is this, this is, is the text. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, this is a this is a gay character, and well, they so are dealing with homophobia. I a don't lot. like is is Billy Billy, which that's got to be the most common horror movie n- character name, right? Billy, <laughs> Billy? Yeah, probably. I, I mean, it's because no one cares about the dudes in horror movies except for you know like in this and freddy's revenge and that's fine i think that one of the big things about horror when i was you know getting into it probably when i was 12 you know 13 years old um i really liked the fact that i could go to horror and the main character was the majority of the time a woman um Mm -hmm. which you didn't get in sci-fi you didn't you really didn't get in a whole lot of fantasy right and and I, i i always was drawn to that and i don't I mean, listeners, make what you want of that. You can, I mean, I don't give a fuck. I'm 40. So, like, your opinions mean nothing to me about, like, my <laughs> upbringing. Um, but, I, you know, in that same way, whenever I would play, like, well, not every time, but when I would play, I don't know, Street Fighter 2 or, like, literally any fighting, Mortal Kombat, like, any fighting game with my buddy Eric where you could be a female character... I was usually going to pick the female character. I just thought they were mm. fun. And I don't yeah, know, yeah. like, and and so I think that it is because so much of media, at least at the time, was dominated by a more macho. And I read a lot of comic books, and so I loved the X Men because there were a lot of female mutants that were like that had cool fucking powers. You know, like I, yeah. it was those oh, were sure. the places that I could see a little bit more equity. And that's what becomes so frustrating when you jump into like. 2022 at times where it's like what we've got three different geek properties happening simultaneously right now right we've got the new star trek show Mm. we've got obi-wan and we've got miss marvel all happening and there's a bunch of people complaining about those things being too woke when it's like that shit's been woke since it was created in the 60s. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, all three of those properties have (laughs) always been super progressive. So it's like you just chose to ignore that subtext for 40 plus years right and now we're like throwing a hot button thing i want to i want to draw attention to uh in the wiki there's a really great breakdown of all of the different themes that are in this movie oh i read that too yeah go over that please yeah i want to specifically go over the portrayal of homosexuality it says uh butcher baker nightmare maker has been noted as an early film to portray a homosexual male as a positive figure uh specifically Billy's gay basketball coach who is subjected to homophobia and later comes to Billy and Julia's rescue in the final sequence. Uh, Steve Easton, who portrayed the character, recalled that the screenplay did not sensationalize the character's sexuality. He's just a gay man. He's not a pervert. He just likes men. He's got a boyfriend and his boyfriend has been murdered. And I, I, I think be- that I mean, that- even beyond that, I think that that was his husband, right? Or, well, so uh, yeah, the but they wouldn't be husband then. That's the only thing. Well, is that, like, I, okay, so I mean, the, like they were part. But yeah, but I say, I, like, I was like with the ring, especially. Rings. Yeah. I, I, and I guess that. Sorry, the let me backtrack just a little bit on why I said that. I guess that the rings imply a deeper connection than just yeah, right. being. Boy, they cohabitated. They had life plans together like this is not the most fun that we've had on the show i'm so sorry to people listening that were expecting a, a laugh a minute for butcher baker <laughs> we'll get there i got something about a basketball jersey later on so. all right cool uh, but but i guess 
you don't have to get married. Like getting married is fine. I'm married. Kyle's married. We can vouch for the fact that being married to our spouses is awesome. Our respective spouses. I don't know what it's like mm-hmm. to be married to Carly. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. It's great. Um, yeah. Yeah. She gave me she milk. She milk in but, the morning. Uh, she, she brings you milk. Yeah. <laughs> Standing in front of a bunch of people and having someone say you are now married and then having paperwork that literally tells the government that they can tax you in a different way is not the same as as making a commitment to another person emotionally. Correct. And so Correct. I guess that, that I really loved that about this movie i really loved the coach he was my favorite part of the whole movie i love the fact that he rescues people um because he could have just been another victim i mean and he was the well, it, it felt vindicating like he was the gay victim characters were right? yeah, the yeah. 80s yeah. Gay or they were if they were the even victim there or the villain yeah. Yeah. yeah or or not there at all so that's and it's hard I mean, to I watch had... this movie and not see the detective as the villain like he is oh, the yeah, bigger right. villain because he right. is like I guess in the diagram he would be lawful evil I, because he literally is law enforcement. Law, yeah. Um, yeah. And he's terrible. He's, I mean, he says the the uh, the F slur a lot. He mm-hmm. he is he just really. I I do love the fact that the three main adults in this commit so heavily to their characters. Yeah. And yeah. and. I guess I would say that the gay coach character is the most muted of the three because it's impossible to be, to, to not be the most muted compared to a psychotic mom who is uh, who has faked being an aunt for 18 years who wants mm-hmm. to fuck her son and murders people to keep her son around versus a homophobic racist bigot who is the police chief or head detective mm-hmm. or whatever who literally just wants to pin this on someone he hates for yeah. a, a for what he considers a life choice and it's not a life choice you literally are born that way so mm-hmm. and it's mirrored so well when he does bring in the hispanic uh man yeah uh, for no reason like there we we as co- have no context of why he's bringing in this hispanic man but he literally pulls out a gun and asks where his house is so it's like he has no like context for like it's just clear as day that this dude is a bigot but they they play it so close to the chest it feels like because you're starting because as any horror movie you start to wonder and start to like you have to start siding with we don't have to but they (laughs) ask you to side with law enforcement like first because to try to figure out you know what i mean so like it's pitched to you to to start with the opposition to the murder Yeah. Right, but then you then you quickly develop into siding with uh, you know a slasher or a murder or whatever. We see the we see that first murder, and mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so we never really side with the cop. No, that's true. That is I think true. That the whole point but then, is but we're it, also it, it, stuck in the middle, just like Billy is, because Billy, you know, like those are two villainous characters that we now like we end up realizing more mm-hmm. and more as time goes on. So we are kind of stuck with Billy who is very confused, uh, who has not been given, like, the truth in any matter here. And the gay and the um, the gay coach has to be muted because he also has to fear for his own life and his own safety, even though he's saved so many others, so to speak. It's just crazy. It's just the, the dynamic is wild. The dynamic is a wild, wild, wild I was really happy dynamic. with the watch of this because I knew that yeah, it was I, coming down the pipeline because I remember, like... In the fall, you said that you had watched it and you were blown away by it, about with yeah. how good it was for what it yeah. was. And I was like, well, yeah. 
I know I'm in, in store. I know something fucked up is in store. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't quite realize I would get this level of mm-hmm. skeeve from it. Oh, it's transgressive sleaze. It's so yeah. like it's well, exactly what I want. We, we <laughs> have to talk about the director for a second because mm-hmm. the director of this movie is insane. Yeah, like their credits before <laughs> yes, this movie. Credits are nuts. So, so this is one of the last movies of William Asher, right? Mm-hmm. William Asher has been directing television since the 50s. Yeah. He was a director of I Love Lucy. He directed episodes of The Twilight Zone, The Patty Duke Show, The Donna Reed Show, Bewitched, Gidget, The Paul Lynn Show. And then he went on to direct all of the Frankie and Annette Beach movies. Yeah. Okay, that is the wildest of all of this. (laughs) This was his first directing gig since the 60s. He... He dipped out and then came back for this. Yeah. The, and that's like one of those things where it's like, but I think, you know, you've got someone who's working with Rob Sterling and they're working with Paul Lynn. And maybe that gives you this, it gives me this cool vibe of like, this is a dude who, at the time that he's making this movie, is in his 60s or 70s but has spent his entire career working with progressive people yes. working with Lucille Ball working with Rob Sterling walking with Paul Lynn so of course he's not going to take a homosexual character and turn them into a joke because he's like no I've seen the real life you know seeing the struggles of Paul Lynn having to be a closeted gay man through most Can of you, his career so I know who Rod Sterling was who's Paul Lynn Paul Lim was a comic from the 60s who uh, his the m- thing that most people connect him with is Hollywood Squares. Oh, OK. He, he had Thank a you. very he he had a similar to like a like I don't want to do his voice per se, but he has a very iconic voice. Did you ever if you ever watched uh, Bewitched, he was Uncle Arthur on Bewitched. Oh, okay. um, he's yeah. the father in Bye Bye Birdie, but he was almost always the center square God, I in Bye Hollywood Bye Squares. He was the guy you would throw to. And he'd be like, oh, I don't know. Ah. Like, he had, like, that kind of, like... <laughs> that was good. <laughs> Not bad at all. Like but, yeah, like, yeah. he's working with all of these people who, at their time, are, like, these progressive, trailblazing characters. So I think that the director choice alone yeah. helps this movie because in the hands of someone else, it could have been even sleazier, and it mm-hmm. could have been way more offensive and with way less love and appreciation for their characters. Agreed. Absolutely agreed. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I do uh, love this idea of, um, you know, like kind of linking it with Mark Patton's character in um, uh, Freddy's Revenge. Mm-hmm. The kind of like the, the idea of the Mary Sue, right? Yeah. And and it's so fun to watch those characters kind of walk around like dumbfounded, like a real mm-hmm. Mary Sue. And to see to see a male character doing that. Um, especially in an 80s movie lends itself to a really interesting watch and and yeah. uh so yeah like this was i was i was very happy with this watch i don't quite remember why i had a note that said kyle what is this um, <laughs> is it the I basketball scene because i had a lot of questions about the basketball scene. i don't know about that but it, right before that i said see people have always bitched about gas prices so <laughs> yeah, you're not right. special in always. 2022 you're not special you're not new doing anything new yeah, um, yeah. We see a young, we see a young Bill Paxton, yeah, which yeah, is so lovely. Oh, so that's lovely. why I said rest in peace, Billy P. Bill no, Paxton. Okay. Yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, my favorite I guess that's thing. that's confusing when there's a character who's also Billy. Yeah, Billy. yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, he's, he's, Billy is my second favorite player to wear the number 23. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Michael Jordan's my second favorite player to wear the number 23. <laughs> Billy is my first uh, wearing that number 23 jersey, just fucking sinking him until his mom poisons him. Yeah. <laughs> what? Like, so he doesn't go asshole. to college. Yeah. What? Like, what? When you break movie. down the reasoning behind any of this, it is Yeah, there's a lot chaos. of Munchausen syndrome in this movie. Yeah, like, yeah. Cap- or I guess Munchausen by proxy in this movie. There's- Bro, it's all over the place. We are also <laughs> the house a- is built on Munchausen by <laughs> yeah. proxy. I love the fact that, that this is the first podcast where we're, like, diagnosing this as psychosis. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen a lot of psychos on this show. Yeah. Well, We've we have to pay like, Carly oh, to do it, so obviously. we can't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. No, but th- that's... But I do. That's why I'm here. I mean, they get to the crazy pretty quick, but like the switch in his aunt that turns out to be his mom when she's just like the first like 10 minutes, it's like she seems normal enough. Like, but then it's like the second someone implies like, you know, Billy's going to go away to college. It's just like, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> that's what like she wants him to be, like, dude. Yeah, that's right. Like, yeah. That's fucking right. Uh, no, she does like it. I yeah, like she was just so overprotective and holding out for him being 18 and not realizing that like he's not going to want to be there dude, anymore, dude. I could never I wouldn't I wouldn't want to be there at all. But Billy just gives her so much room too. Yeah. Oh, him just bare ass talking to her before he even steps into the shower in the bathroom. Asks never. for the towel to cover him yeah. up from her. Yeah. I'm like, this is in, this is chaos. It's nuts. <laughs> this movie is 40 years old. Shit. What's yeah. fucking amazing is that the bigot cop, his line of reasoning about a gay man turning straight boys gay just by being around him is the same fucking logic that we're fighting in 2022. Yeah. It's yeah. insane. Yeah. It's insane. It's it's, it's if if they if he would have called the coach a groomer i would have been like well that guy's going to the senate yeah <laughs> it's like it's insane <laughs> no fucking kidding it's very uh progressive transgressive and just it's man i i highly recommend uh anybody it's, seek this out because it's like because you get the best of both worlds really yeah. like you get some progressive shit and some absolute sleaze and i love it i would say it's progressive transgressive and a little aggressive. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> fucking aggressive. Maybe a little, maybe a little suggestive too. <laughs> we are also a beat poetry podcast this week. Yeah. <laughs> hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie. And we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. At maximum mediocrity, people say things like, I don't dress like this on the regular basis. This isn't my, you know, pooping uniform. This is not <laughs> <laughs> And they also say things like, the, the nurses are usually either angels of mercy or whores. Every episode is a new experience where you get to know people that aren't famous, but should be. Why did my f- 
facing Floyd Mayweather in the woods. My co-host Morgan and I track down the people you didn't know you needed to hear from. It's like hot sex in a mug. We are the Maximum Mediocrity Podcast, and we are on all major podcasting platforms. We'll be waiting for you. Support for Horror Movie Night is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the promo code HMNPODCAST at manscaped.com. If your math is correct, that's about 8 million balls. Well, guys, I don't know about you, but... I got that performance package 4.0 and man, oh man, it has been a game changer. I've had the lawnmower for a little bit, actually. Uh, they Manscaped sponsored another one of my podcasts, but I have been having nose hair issues for years. And that <laughs> weed whacker mm-hmm. took care of that real fast, I will no, tell you. Dude, I've got a schnoz. Like I do. I do. I got a schnoz. Uh, and I, this is the schnoz cast, okay? Like of us. <laughs> I'm 30, so I don't have, you know, 60, 70 year old man nose hair yet. It's but it's starting soft. to curl. It yep. starts to curl right at the nostril, right? Mm-hmm, and it's noticeable mostly to me luckily so i'm like i want to take care of it early and this thing is is so good we got to talk about the lawnmower a little bit because like between the three of us we do have six nuts not necessarily evenly (laughs) divided but like being able to get that clean shave with this thing they've never felt smoother on this end i can tell you that much i mean i can agree matt's balls have never felt (laughs) (laughs) having tools at my disposal to make it faster easier and more aesthetically pleasing I'm not going to say no to it. A really great feature is that the lawnmower 4.0 specifically, it's waterproof and it has a 400K LED spotlight. So you can get that. I love the spotlight. I did not read the manual and know that it was waterproof. So I did not do it in the shower because I have never had a waterproof one. Dude, your bathroom floor will never look cleaner now. Like you can just go. (laughs) Yeah, I don't want to have to clean twice. What we're promoting this month through Manscaped is the Performance Package 4.0 specifically because you get that lawnmower 4.0, you get the weed whacker that we talked about, but then on top of that, you're also going to get your crop preserver ball deodorant and your crop receiver ball toner that are going to change your approach to your hygiene routine. And then on top of that, they're going to throw you some boxers and a travel bag. That dop kit is sick. And I'll tell you what, the boxers, when I did the last sponsorship with Manscaped on the other show, they sent me a pair of boxers and they're great for like gym and running boxers. Yeah, they're kind of like halfway between like a regular boxer brief and like a compression brief. Use our promo code. Get a discount. You're going to get 20% off your purchase and free shipping if you use HMN podcast when you go to manscaped.com. I'm going to repeat that. 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com by using the promo code HMN podcast. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Mom, can you just let the viewers know that they can get 20% (laughs) off with HMN podcast? Viewers, you can get 20% 20% off with the code HMN podcast. Absolutely. Thank you Thank so you, much. Thank you, Mom. Mom. All right, Kyle, what yeah, is man. your double oh, feature <laughs> with <laughs> this crazy fucking movie? Uh, I'm going to go with a with a horror movie night classic, too, called American Gothic. You um, oh. fucker. <laughs> what am I going to pick now? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, man, um, Scott, I got two that were – actually, I had three that were locked in my brain. Do you – 
I almost want to go last so I can say all three that were. Well, well, do, you me, you... do you need me to? Do you need me to uh, ramble so you can think about it for a minute? Because I'll try. No, I don't. I, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not doing a double time. feature. I'm literally not doing a double feature. I'm so upset with you right now. I thought that it was gonna be so sweet because I was gonna be like, "Oh, this is a double feature with American Gothic." The first time that Kyle was on the show. I know. But no, I'm sorry. I stole it from you. It's all right. We can sh- we can share. We can share it. I would love that. I would love <laughs> right, to well, share. There you go. And I'll I'll just take three. Yeah, do it. If Scott decides I want to steal one of those, he can. So my brain went through the following thoughts. First of all, I'm watching the basketball scene, and I'm like, man, his jersey looks exactly like Michael J. Fox's jersey in Teen Wolf. I kind of want to watch. Drop the F word, or the F yeah. slur, a lot in Teen Wolf as well. Only only twice, but that's still two times too many. Yeah. But. Uh, <laughs> There was an absurdity level in this movie that also made me want to watch Tammy and the T-Rex. But what I ultimately landed on was the only movie that I can think of that I love so, so much that has an ant character crazier than this ant character, which is, of course, Sleepaway Camp. Another movie that Mm. is progressive, suggestive, transgressive, and aggressive. aggressive. (laughs) You know, while you were talking through that, I'm gonna. I did find myself thinking of what I think would be an incredible double feature, double featuring this with the Invisible Maniac, because there's a oh, basketball scene in that too. Hell yeah! <laughs> I'm so sad that we picked that movie so long ago before Kyle could be on the show to enjoy it with us. I would love to watch it. I think I actually had. I didn't realize that you guys had done it because I think I have it on my list. So oh, well, how about this? We can insane. we can make both you and Brian watch it we could do a re-rental um because yeah, yeah, brian's, brian's still back. never seen it yeah, yeah. oh that'd be so, lovely yeah. i think right. that also i realized that after, so i picked this and then i realized joe bob briggs did it on the last drive-in like a week or two after i put it in for uh suggestion so and then he paired it with or somebody paired it with the baby which is another one that i highly recommend that's one from the i think like late 60s or early 70s that one's fucked up and that's a lot of fun. Wait, what um, about Humongous? Is is Humongous the one with the baby crib in the, on the the, whoa, the front cover? I believe it is actually. Humongous does yes, because and and it's spelled out in blocks. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty right. sure that's Humongous. Ooh, I haven't ever seen that, but I just I've never seen that it cover. as well. Um, okay. I I what were we talking about the other day? I got down a. It was one of our Patreon um, episodes. Oh, we were talking about covers, cover art. Yes, yeah, cover art like, that that doesn't fit with what you expect it to be in the movie, and and humongous came up when I did a quick search, and I was like, yeah. oh yeah, humongous, I've never seen it, but that, is that like kind of a, a a mutant baby type, not mutant baby, but like a, a deformed baby that grows up to be like this hulking beast of a man that kills I, people? I, I would hope so. Um, um, I, th- I ba- think the, that's what it is. I would love that. The the baby is just about a man who is a baby, like very fetishistic baby. Oh. But it's mm. it's it's really it's even we- it's weird. I love it. And then you could <laughs> you could mix that with Spider Baby. Oh hell yeah! We're just doing word association. This literally yeah. is horror movie beat poetry night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kyle, what did you watch this week that you want to promote? Not that I... you had like some film festival that you've been. <laughs> viewing or anything i could talk about chattanooga film festival for a long long time so i'm not going to that'll be that'll be another time but i am currently attending chattanooga film festival and they had the world premiere of eric pennycoff's the leech and the leech is a movie starring graham skipper 
uh, Jeremy Gardner, as we mentioned uh, after midnight briefly <laughs> yeah. earlier in this, uh, and then his now wife Taylor Gardner, who used to go by Taylor Z- Zadku. I, I can't pronounce her last name, um, but she only married him to have an easier last name to pronounce. Absolutely, for us. <laughs> that she that Matt it. has a problem with pronouncing names. <laughs> it was all for no. it's all for you, man. Um, you know what, Holmgren? I, I so I've been re-listening to my favorite podcast, Reply All, just released their last episode. So in honor of them ending, I've been re-listening to their entire show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was a quote from the one character. They always talk about how the one character has way too much useless knowledge, and I've never felt more seen <laughs> than when he said, "He's like, how do you understand?" Uh, how do you understand so much stuff? And he goes, well, if it's any consolation, I can't pronounce any words and have no grasp of grammar. And I was like, oh my God. That's, yeah. (laughs) Can I tell you guys a real quick aside? Megan and I went to um, the wine bar down the street from us. It's kind of like our cheers, but we're classy motherfuckers, I guess. Uh, But but, um, we were there and we were hanging out with some people from her young professionals group and we're talking about high school talking about being in theater and getting hand jobs in the back of the auditorium while you were having run-throughs this one guy was like so did you have a sketchy ass couch in your auditorium outside your auditorium and i was like oh, how did you know about this and he was like yeah we had one too and so we went around the table and everybody had gone to a different school in ohio and everybody had that creepy fucking couch that like mm-hmm. some things happened on yeah is that did you guys have one of those in your high schools too we had one in the wings of the stage um like it was certainly like a prop couch oh but yeah it but it never moved and was never a prop for anything yeah, <laughs> was, ours was in the ours was in the basement we had like a lower level to the stage crew because that's where like and we actually did well until we heard about how many people that had fucked on that couch but <laughs> we're i'm, I'm for, literally just talking about hand stuff here guys i went to a yeah, rural ohio no school. no people people straight up fucked on that couch but uh <laughs> The basement was usually where we would go to do like all of the stage crew setup. So like if we had to spray paint stuff or were like, you were you build um, something. A, a stage guy? I feel like you already know the answer to that question. <laughs> Taking in my personality, <laughs> uh, like let's take my personality into account. Of course, yeah, I was stage crew in TV studio. I only appeared on stage three times, twice in my senior talent show, and once uh, in the Little Shop of Horrors production as uh bill mary's character we got so thrown off yo Where i'm so we? sorry yeah you were talking about <laughs> no that's all right i just i it's a movie called the leech and that's what i watched and it, it was this world premiere it's going to come out on arrow in december it's a holiday it's a holiday horror comedy and like eric pennykoff is making he made sadistic intentions back in 2018 which was one of my favorite mm. of that year i might have talked about it on this podcast and he just came back like with I I truly truly believe it's fucking dangerous cinema. Like it is the way that the acting, like all the actors portray their characters, is fucking unhinged in the best in a, such a natural way. Like the natural progression of where they go and how they present their characters is so. I've not seen anything like it. Like honestly, um, and it's just it's fucking bonkers. It just takes. It, it's all about a priest. Uh, who takes in a homeless man uh, like the week before Christmas. And basically he just can't, 
he's trying to be the priest is trying to be the representation of god and jesus by showing this man love and comfort and he's using it to try to like talk about like talk about in his in his posts and in his preaching but like nobody's attending the church so like he's like this is what god has given me to do like i have to like kind of take this guy in and just keep saying yes but this dude is a drug addict and uncaring about like anything and is totally stepping all over the priest himself and graham skipper plays the priest and he's just like he's just top-notch man like the and it's just it's i i will shout it from the rooftops when this movie comes out and is available for people to see because it's fucking incredible uh that was one of my favorite things from uh chattanooga thus far i have four more days nice scott i have a uh less I liked this movie, but damn, it's hard to follow Kyle's enthusiasm for the leech. So I watched uh, The Feast. It came out at the end of last year. It is on Hulu. I just found out about it, so that's why I just watched it. Um, It's a Welsh horror movie, and I think that it is one of the more interesting ways that you can tell a story because it's kind of a revenge story but it has a lot of twists and turns i don't know if i think that it was it wasn't very well acted it wasn't very well written but i really liked the concept of it and the poster um, art's beautiful yeah and and it does not tell you what is actually Mm -hmm. happening in the movie and i'm being intentionally um vague because I caught on to what was happening, and they, they do the kind of, the, it's a little bit too highbrow, um, in my opinion, where they do the thing with chapter names, because there are like four quote-unquote chapters, and I thought that that was unnecessary, but that's neither here nor there, that's just a personal preference thing. Um, I believe that it was written and directed by the same person, so if, if I remember correctly, if I'm not, if I'm off base, um, it they were definitely like tight, you know, like it was a tight, uh, group you could tell from the finished product but it was just a really cool movie it is um again i said like i said it's on hulu i would highly recommend um given the hour and a half i think it's an hour and 35 minutes it's not a long movie i've watched a lot less in a lot longer time frame you know like there's a lot that happens it's really cool um and i think that it's important for us to watch foreign horror that's not just from you know like like japan (laughs) you know like i I feel like this the the resurgence of kind of like european and and uk stuff is important for us to check out and i really liked it um i don't know if it needed to be a full movie but it it definitely filled out its time better than something like censor oh you remember censor from last year i know kyle you liked that movie i haven't i haven't seen it but i've wanted to yeah yeah i I really like oh you like censor okay i i I thought that it was fun but i think that it didn't need to be an hour and a half long Mm -hmm. um no i i think that uh, evil ed did a better job yeah exactly but yes so i highly recommend checking out the feast if you got an hour and a half (laughs) mayan's tv show by the time this comes out it's still going to be on a bunch of people told me to check out the newest season of RuPaul All-Stars. I've never watched RuPaul All-Stars, but they're like, no, you're going to love this season. 
And they're right. So RuPaul. I didn't realize you never watched All Stars before. No, never watched. Never bothered with All Stars. So this current season of All Stars is all of winners from past seasons. So you've got like Raja, Jinx Monsoon. Evie's in there, right? Evie, Evie Oddly is on there. It's almost making me think this is how they should have been doing Drag Race for the last however many years because there's no eliminations this season. It's just the nine winners that they picked and whoever wins gets a star and then the four queens with the most stars at the end of the show are the ones that go to the final round instead of it being like you have one bad day and now you're off the show, Mm -hmm. which I kind of love. Uh, But even if you don't watch any of this season, do yourself a favor and watch the Snatch Game where Jinx Monsoon does the greatest Judy Garland that has ever been performed (laughs) in television history. And then additionally, they did a special congratulations event where they all had to give high school valedictorian speeches. And Jinx Jinx Monsoon tells the funniest true story about being so drunk that she got hit by a car in Amsterdam and uses it as a story about like, hey man, life's gonna throw you some crazy curveballs, but like you gotta just keep going. Um, but it is so I sweet and so funny. Jinx, Jinx was already my favorite drag queen, and this just did nothing yeah. but solidify that she is perfect at everything she does. So that was Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker from 1982 is picked by Kyle. We will be back next week with another movie that I'm pretty sure I, yeah I picked the next one so uh, it's, it's <laughs> yes, going to be a ball <laughs> tune in next week for that hit up our Patreon patreon.com backslash HMN podcast for all of your podcast needs and uh, shoot us some emails get us some listener submitted month stuff uh, and because that's right around the corner that's next month this, next, next week's episode is the last week that you can submit a listener submitted pick. So get on that shit. Welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged, bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie, and we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. At maximum mediocrity, people say things like, I don't dress like this on the regular basis. This isn't my, you know, pooping uniform. This is not <laughs> <laughs> And they also say things like, the, the nurses are usually either angels of mercy or whores. Every episode is a new experience where you get to know people that aren't famous, but should be. Why am I f- facing Floyd Mayweather in the f- what? My co-host Morgan and I track down the people you didn't know you needed to hear from. It's like hot sex in a mug. We are the Maximum Mediocrity Podcast, and we are on all major podcasting platforms. We'll be waiting for you. 
You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 